As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is CSN's Wizards Tip-Off. Here's your host, Chase Hughes. What's up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another episode of the Wizards Tip-Off podcast. This one not in studio, and this one not with Chris Miller. I'm Chase Hughes, your host, and today I'm joined by Keely Divin, and we're actually in Richmond, Virginia, because the Wizards are here at the VCU uh, Siegel Center doing their training camp. And today was day one. Uh, I was there. Keely was there. Yesterday was media day, and we've got a lot to unpack from there. We also have Kelly Oubre. Uh, an exclusive interview that I got today uh, with him at the Siegel Center on the campus of VCU. Had some interesting comments. Uh, you know, I don't want to give anything away. You'll have to listen to it. But a lot of it did not deal with the basketball court. And Kelly Oubre's got a pretty good personality, so that was good stuff. Talked about music, talked about clothes, talked about what fans in opposing arenas, including Boston, like to yell at yeah, him. So, yes. so that'll be funny. Well, Keely, first of all, thanks for joining the show. I know you've done this before. Uh, But this isn't in studio, so this is a little bit different. Uh, And I want to get your take on some things that we've seen over the last few days. A lot, you know, was revealed on Media Day in particular. First of all, we found out Jan Mahinmi had his left meniscus repaired. We knew he had a minor procedure in the offseason, didn't know that. Kelly Oubre, speaking of him, he's starting a fashion line called Dope Soul uh, sometime, possibly next year. Uh, can't give away too many details because he's under a contract with Adidas, but definitely look out for that. That's going to be huge. That's going to be huge, yeah. He said he's already kind of uh, putting plans together. So, uh, you know, like I said, he can't reveal too much. Marcin Gortat has new hair. Uh, he's got a mohawk. Of course, he used to have a mohawk. But this time, Keely, he said he might dye it from time to time. Red hair, blonde hair. Really? Okay. Yeah, so. Because I, I wanted to change up because I really liked what the braids looked like. Yeah, so you like uh, the Dennis Rodman style? Yeah, you thought, never know what he's going to be wearing? Yeah, I mean, also, if he got leopard, I wouldn't be mad. Leopard? Yeah, yeah. Remember Dennis Rodman? I know, I would not be mad. Uh, some new jersey numbers. You know, you can. Fi- I don't want to go through all of them. You can find those on CSNMidAtlantic.com, but obviously there's a lot of new players. Tim Frazier's number eight, Jody Meeks number 20, Mike Scott number 30. Those are kind of the big ones. Um, Meeks, Jody Meeks and Tim Fraser, speaking of them, they're living together in D.C. in the same, not living together, they're living in the same building, so they can have like late night workouts at the gym. They've already been doing that, apparently, okay, nice. which is kind of cool. 
Uh, you can also find on the website, Scott Brooks is a huge fan of the Chick-fil-A promotion in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. Um, and then from training camp day one, uh, we got to just address quickly Devin Robinson, one of their two-way guys, a rookie, undrafted out of Florida. He's got a foot injury. It sounds like he's going to be out a little while. Uh, Mike Scott is a huge Redskins fan, and I want to stop there because you did a social video with him. By the way, Keely Divins got a new role at CSN, um, Wizard Social Producer, and we'll talk a little bit about that more later in the episode. But what did Mike Scott tell you about being a Redskins fan? Because you got a pretty good video with him, didn't you? Well, he was saying that, so yes, he is a Redskins fan. He was saying that, you know, Monday, or Sunday night was a great was a great game, except that he was saying the defense played perfectly and so did Kirk Cousins, and how often is that going to be replicatable, right? Yeah. So, if you're if you need a flawless game from your defense and from Kirk Cousins, I mean anybody can win if they turn in a flawless game, right? right. So he's feeling optimistic, but he's not ready to say that we're going to win the Super Bowl because he has been down that road before. <laughs> that's that's what stood out to me because uh, you know he's a local guy. He went to UVA. He's from Virginia. Diehard Skins fan. I mean you could tell talking yeah. to him, he's not just some casual fan. No, like, he's he knows it down. he's breaking it down. And what stood out to me. As a Redskins fan, and you uh, are a Redskins fan as yeah, well, right? And you're definitely. from this area. What he said kind of reflected what a lot of other fans think, where it's like, okay, that was awesome. That was the best defensive performance I've ever seen. But we know that Monday night against the Chiefs, it could all come crashing down because we've seen that before, and that seems to be the sentiment Yeah, of everybody's him. seen this movie, yeah. Exactly. He's taking a wait-and-see approach, so I thought that was pretty funny. It's all going to hinge on Kansas. It's going to hinge on that Kansas City game on Monday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Arrowhead, that's going to be a tough oh, one. Yeah. And we know yeah. Mike Scott will be watching, but... A few other Redskins, or I'm sorry, Wizards players are huge Cowboys fans. John Ugh, Wall, he was talking trash I know. about Dak Prescott today. We know Markeith Morris. By the way, he's not with the Wizards yet. Wasn't at media day. Wasn't at day one training camp after his sports hernia surgery on Friday. He's a huge Cowboys fan, even though he's from Philly. Um, so there may be some arguments uh, some nights when they play the Cowboys. Scott Brooks uh, apparently was not nervous this time in the team dinner. He, he gave a speech. Uh, last year, Wall and Beal both said that he looked really nervous. This really? year, he wasn't nervous. So okay, that's, that's good. There's a difference. Uh, Kelly Oubre said that he added to his vertical leap, and in talking to him today, as you'll hear in, uh, in our interview, he added two inches to his vertical leap, uh, which is you know pretty impressive considering he had off-season off procedure, PRP. Uh, Tim Frazier is talking a lot of trash on the court and off of it. I think he's fitting in pretty well. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be part of the vibe, right? If, you, yeah. if you're he's a, a wizard, you have to talk a lot of trash, right? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I think he talks a lot more on the practice court uh, between teammates than maybe others do, but I think you could tell that he's not going to have any problem chirping at the Celtics so and the Cavs. Is he chirping like at Wall? Like, who's he chirping at? He's just chirping at whoever. Well, you know, on our last episode, uh, Chris said that he was at, you know, one of their – practices that wasn't open and tim frazier was talking a lot of trash to beal and getting under his skin nice. brad beal was talking back to him and you don't usually see yeah, that so nice. that was good okay but all right keely we've seen the wizards for two days we know there was one massive story that right, came right, out right, of right, media day in particular that is the comments that bradley beal in particular but also john wall made about donald trump what he said about steph curry what he said about colin kaepernick and before we get into this i just want to play real quick uh Part of what Beal said about Trump was some pretty strong words. I feel like, like honestly, that's not a leader. Like for you to come out for one disrespect the whole sport that the whole world basically loves and call people by their names, SOBs like this. 
that's that's out of pocket to me. And you have guys who won a championship and they have the free freedom of deciding whether or not they want to go. And when one man decides not to go, like how in the world can you just take it and like that doesn't make any sense to me. So like to me you're a clown. Like you're that's like that's that's unacceptable. Like that's not what a leader does. Like your job is supposed to bring everybody together. And everybody in the world feels like since you got in office that hasn't been the case. You know, there's a lot of issues going around the world. Like Puerto Rico doesn't have water and power, like they're still part of the US, but you're worried about guys kneeling during the national anthem. Well, if you actually look at the reason that they're kneeling versus your own personal pleasure, like then then you'll fully understand. But until you do that, you're not gonna understand it. So like I disagree with what he's doing, I disagree with his thoughts. You know, hopefully as a, as a world, you know, as a nation, we can come together better, you know, and understand what's really at stake here and, and, and the disasters that are really going on in, in everyday life and, and really see it from the perspective of people who actually go through it. Like, it's, it's, it's different to see it from, you know, from a Twitter screen and from social media, but when you have people actually dealing with, you know, nonsense on a daily basis, you know, it, it kind of it comes to a point where, you know, it gets out of hand and it's, it's like people get tired of it. So. You know, I voiced my opinion just like everybody else or everybody else did around the league and around different leagues and around the social media world. So if we can't exercise our right to freedom of speech, then what are the amendments for? You know, and you're doing it, so why can't we do it? So it's, it's a lot of stuff that, you know, I disagree with, but, you know, at the end of the day, he's the president, but uh, at the same time, I, I don't support anything that, he's, that he represents and what he's doing. All right, Keely, that was, uh, like I said, some pretty strong stuff. What was your reaction to that? I just thought generally um, you, you'll you notice this with NBA players significantly more than other sports, including the NFL, that are engaging uh, with Donald Trump's words. But NBA players are much more emboldened to say exactly what they mean and what they think. Um, both Wall and Beal mentioned this when, when uh, speaking to Chris Miller, but the NBA and its players in general have a tendency to be more in lockstep with each other in terms of their opinions and how they express those opinions, specifically because the leadership of their players' association are also their Michelle big, Roberts and others. Right, and, yeah. but their player representatives are also their big stars. So their best players are also the leaders in that league. And so if Chris Paul, Chris Paul LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, um, have all spoken out and also taking aim at uh, Steph Curry, I think, as one of the big stars, and you listen to his voice, they have a big platform. And other NBA players are much more likely to line up behind those guys because and what those guys say because that's their leadership. So I think the NBA is a much more unified voice um, and in that way can be more influential. Um, if you just look at what NFL players have been saying versus what NBA players said in media day, it's a totally different world. Um, and I think that's probably because of the structure of the league, right? And the structure of, you know, their labor. Um, such an international yeah. league, such a globalized league. Right. I think there's a lot of diversity that just breeds, um, you know, uh, open-mindedness. And also, Beal was talking about, was telling uh, Chris Miller and Tony Massenberg that when you see NFL players specifically taking a knee or Colin Kaepernick protesting pr police brutality, that is a that's a unique experience that a lot of NBA players, if they you know came from areas that weren't necessarily the best areas, etc., have 
they have had some sort of experience or known someone who's had an experience and makes it a more relatable thing. So you end up with a lot more players who, you know, maybe the average viewer doesn't relate, but the players do. And they're like, oh, okay, well, I can see how that, how that could be a problem that needs addressing. And one thing I thought that was really smart of Field to say, um, because I think it's, you know, for him it's true, that any kind of kneeling, etc., he said, is not a disrespect to the flag, it's not a disrespect to veterans, it's just that it's a way of getting attention. And, putting and it's attention, drawing and attention. It's, and it's getting attention. Yeah. So in some ways, maybe, maybe the opinion is that it works. You know, and Scott Brooks didn't say a whole lot on the subject, but he did say that the Wizards will discuss how they're going to respond to all of this when it comes to the national anthem. This past year, they, uh, you know, after all the Colin Kaepernick stuff and the conversation was started, they decided to lock arms during the anthem, stand, mm-hmm. but lock arms during the anthem as a team and a show of solidarity. And I think we could see the same thing this year. We could see them take that a step further because now, obviously, the climate's changed. And how interesting was the timing? Trump, obviously, this was started on Twitter, or I guess it was started in a first, the Kaepernick stuff was in a, uh, a rally. You know, he called uh, you know, Kaepernick an SOB, and then he had uh, tweets to follow that up, and he had tweets about Steph Curry rescinding the invitation right. uh, and that sort of thing. But the timing of it coming right before all these NBA media days, and you saw Greg Popovich talk about it, uh, LeBron James talk about it, really interesting timing, you know, and then, and then right before an NFL weekend, uh, it's just yeah. become, you know, the whole idea of sticking to sports just doesn't seem like, it, you know, how are you supposed to say that now? Because right. the president isn't sticking to politics. politics. Yeah, right. he's, he's in sports. So it's really interesting to see, you know, a, a guy like John Wall and a guy like Bradley Beal reach this point in their life where, you know, they're playing in the, the nation's capital and they're at an age, they're at a comfort level where they feel like they can speak out and they yeah. feel like they have to speak out. And I think... Whether you agree with them or not, I think you should commend them for uh, being willing to speak out. Because, you know, Beal talked about that idea, him speaking out, and made some good points. You know, how, you know, he's on TV all the time. There's a lot of people that look up to him, and he knows that. And he's got a platform, and I think you're seeing a sea sea of change in the NBA that may, you know, who knows, ultimately spark more conversation or maybe even make a bigger difference than that. Right, and I'm going to throw something out here. Yeah that maybe I'm out on a limb, but if you look at Beal and the how seriously he takes social justice or his social responsibility, right, or hit with his platform, he's also incredibly educated about current events. Like, he was talking to Chris Miller about the threat, the nuclear threat from North Korea. Right. right? <laughs> and, it, and, you know, and so, he, so he's knowledgeable. He is, and he has an eye for, for you know, social responsibility. He's a sort of, player and we've seen his leadership grow over the years he's the sort of person that i think you know maybe look out after his playing career he takes a similar path as maybe like a kareem abdul jabbar and tries to do community outreach or something like that because he seems to have the pension for it and he does have some really strong leadership skills and want to put his himself out there want to put his reputation on the line for the things that he believes in and like who doesn't like that right right and i think he's been affected obviously uh by some of the stuff as it's hit really close to home, him being from Missouri with things that have happened in Ferguson and St. Louis. Yeah, so yeah. I think he's got an interesting perspective. Also someone who, you know, played college ball in Florida and then is playing pro ball in the nation's capital. Yeah. Um, he's a smart guy. He's been well-traveled through basketball, and I think he's 
he's very mature for his age. You know, that's something. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. That's something. He's 24 now, but and I just started covering this team. But you talk to people who have covered him since he was drafted at 19 years old, or people who worked with him on the PR staff when he was 19 years old. They said it was very unusual how mature he was when he got there. He acted like he was a 30-year-old man at 19 years old. And, <laughs> I get so yeah, and he's just, you know, he just he was so polished with the media and like, you know, he talked yesterday at the media day about how he thinks through everything he says before he says it. And I think there's definitely a lot. Of, I've covered some athletes that don't that think, don't. and sometimes those are the best people to cover because <laughs> yeah. you get to. I don't know if you could say you get to hear what they really think, but you get some great quotes. Okay. Whether they regret them or not, you get some great quotes. So Beal's a little bit more calculated, but in this case, he did not hold back. So I thought that was pretty good. All right, so that was a little bit of a serious discussion. Yeah. This interview with Kelly Oubre is not so serious. There is some basketball stuff in there, but um, you'll see what I mean when you hear it. But we'll hear from Kelly Oubre right after a word from our sponsors. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. You're on the Wizards Sip Off podcast with Kelly Oubre. And Kelly, yesterday you said something at uh, Media Day that stood out to me that there was just so much going on, it didn't really stick out to anyone else. You added to your vertical leap, right? Uh-huh. This offseason? Uh-huh. Uh, how'd you do that, and, and how much did you add to vertical? None but like, like just two inches. Um, yeah, I mean, how'd I do it? I was just in the weight room a lot, you know, focusing on my whole body. Uh, make sure my legs were just strong, and because I had to do that, I had to come off the knee injury, or the, like the PRP injection. So after that, the rehab really helped me out a lot. Um, you so know, you came out of that PRP injection, two extra inches on your vertical. That must I have mean, been a lot through of work. through the rehab, yeah, through yeah. the rehab I did. You know, shout out to John Meyer out in LA. You know, he works with a lot of uh, guys. So, you know, I really felt really good after that. I was jumping off one leg a little bit more explosively, and um, yeah. So you're saying there's hope for the rest of us to add to our verticals? There's hope, and, man. You know, but <laughs> at the end of the day, if you work on something every day, you know, for sure it's going to get better a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if somebody just works out every day, you know, does squats every day, they're gonna, the vertical is going to get up. Um, what's the uh, – I guess you, you also said you've done a little Pilates this offseason, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, is that something new for you? Yeah, it's definitely new. Um, Pilates is something that I was introduced to this summer. I didn't know, you know, it loosens you up that well. Um, you know, it gets you to engage a lot of your core. Um, you know, it puts you in a position to be uncomfortable, which you have to be find, find comfortability in being uncomfortable. So that's what it did for me. What's uh, what's it been like uh, as a professional player, kind of playing in, in road environments? Like, what, what are some of the – have you ever heard anything, like, funny or creative from a fan? Because I, I once did a story. Uh, I used to cover a baseball team, mm-hmm. and those guys, they're – it's just like basketball. They're, you know, the fans are right on top of them mm-hmm. and like that. And some of them had some pretty funny stories of stuff that they've heard. Anyone ever say anything where you're like, okay, I, that's that's a little creative, that's funny? Um, well, I mean, people call me a lesbian a lot. Really? Yeah, they think I look like a female girl or a teenage girl or something. But I understand I'm a pretty dude, you know, like, you know, <laughs> they might be mad that their wife likes me or something. But, you know, I don't look, I'm not a lesbian, I'm a grown man at the end of the day. So. But I've heard that multiple times, man. And, you know, it's just, I guess it's something to try to get under my skin. But at the end of the day, I know who I am. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they, they and also the whole Boston crowd screaming, F you, Oubre. 
I was pretty creative of everybody in the, yeah. in the arena. But yeah. I loved it. You know, right, right, right. Part of the game. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my wife said you look like a model, so I'm sure that's uh, pretty. Well, cool. you know, <laughs> I guess I, you know. Thank the Lord for that. I guess. <laughs> um, speaking of that, uh, what what was your reaction as a fellow NBA player to uh, Kevin Durant firing back at some of those people on social media? I don't know if you saw the story, but he created burner Twitter accounts. Yeah, I saw that. I feel like that's something that I bet everyone's had the urge to do, but the fact that he did it is pretty I would 100% say that I've had the urge to go out and get a fake Twitter, um, but I never did it. Well, you know, Kev, at the end of the day, man, like people, it's the whole world attacking him for a decision that he made and he succeeded off his decision, you know? So, like, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes people get fed up because at the end of the day, we're, we're just like everybody else. We, we might be at this pedestal. We might be, our talents might have gotten us to one place, but we're human beings. Uh, you know, we think the same as other people. You know, we, we, we do the same things as other people. So, you know, he just, he pretty much said it. I'm, a, I'm one of y'all. Like, all I do is just play basketball better, you know? So that's probably why he got, you know, the urge to get a fake Twitter, man, because a lot of people think they can say whatever they want to us and us not say anything back because technically we can't. But it's still not fair for people to take advantage of us like that, man. So I respect Kev, and, you know, that's the big bro. Yeah, man, I, that story I did, uh, I used to cover the Nationals. <coughs> Bryce Harper, I'm sure you've heard of him. Yeah, he said right. he had, a, like, an 8-year-old yell, like, F you in Atlanta. He said, what, by the way, is Boston probably the worst as far as that goes? Yeah, Boston is definitely yeah. probably the worst. Uh, you had an interesting situation there. Exactly. Course, you know, me and K.O. <laughs> had our little, little party. You know, we, we had up a good time. But, yeah, so, I mean, Boston is definitely the most interesting. I mean, I... Everywhere, honestly, you hear a lot of stuff, though. Um, we caught up with you in Vegas. Chris Miller did, my colleague, co-host. Shout out to Chris Miller. He said, or he asked you a bunch of questions. You said Travis Scott is someone who kind of represents your style, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Rockstar. What are some of your favorite Travis Scott songs? Butterfly Effect, you know. That's you a good know, one. You got uh, Uptown Pharaoh. I go back all the way down to, you know, his first albums. Because I've been, you know, listening to Travis Scott Houston since I was guy, in Houston. Right? Yeah, yeah. We, you know, I lived in Mo City. Travis Scott is from Mo City. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, it's all love coming from my way. Uh, he went to Elkins High School. I went to Bush High School, Fort Bend, Texas. Um, what's my and he's young. He's, like, he's young. He's like 24, 25. He's, he's not young. you young. But right. Young. Uh, I mean, if you want to go down the list, I can say, yeah, man, him and Young Thug. A song called Yeah, man. Um, you know, what else? Yeah, off the top of Like Sweet Sweet? I love Susie. I love that whole. Uh, album. Don't play. I love the whole uh, birds in the trap singing midnight. Yeah. I love that. Um, I love. I love don't play. I just can't sing. Him and Big Sean. Lyr lyrics are uh, yeah, not not safe for radio. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> never, never, never. Uh, music before games. Is, is it a lot of Travis Scott? A lot of Travis Scott. A lot of little Uzi man. Yeah, it's a lot of little Uzi. A lot of Travis Scott. Future. Um, you know, a lot of the hip guys. Travis Scott. If you were to describe your game as in terms of a musician, rapper, would he be the guy? 100%. Because if you look at it, go watch his performance online. Yeah. You know, he gets a crowd into it. He gets yeah. to scream at the crowd. He's a real rock star with it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But he's got guitar He has a flavor, too. Yeah. He Well, Sweet Sweet's got a guitar He doesn't play guitar. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't play guitar. Uh, maybe he could fake play guitar like Lil Wayne did. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, the, uh, the clothing line is interesting to me. Um, I'm curious. Obviously, you said it's a few years away or something like that. It's well, called Dope Soul. But yeah, I can't really disclose much on it. But it kind of represents more than uh, just clothing, right? You said it's about it's a community. It's a community of people, man. Um, you know, people who I want to reach. People who really don't have the, you know, the resources to like express themselves, you know, the way that they want. But you know, I just want to reach a, reach a, a wide variety of people, man. So you know, who so my message can get us, uh, you know, can get displayed out there. All right. Last thing. Uh, you put a lot of pictures of your dog on Instagram. I do. Uh, when did you get this dog? What can you tell us about it? Well, I got two dogs, Saint and Soul. Saint I got last my rookie season. 
Um, you know, as soon as I moved to D.C., I got him. So he's two years old now. Um, so I got her last season, beginning of the season, like around the same time I got Saint. She's one now. Um, so I just love them both, one boy and one girl, you know, Saint as in New Orleans, Saint Soul as in Dope Soul. So, uh, you know, her name, her nickname is Angelica, short for Angel, Angel for short. I love them, man. They, you know, they make, they make me happier. You know, they bring a lot of positive energy in the room at all times. So, you know, it's just a blessing to be able to, you know, be their fathers. Honestly. That's your team, the Saints? Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. All right, see you, man. All right. Appreciate it. And we're back on the Wizards Tip-Off podcast, Chase Hughes with Keely Divin. Thanks again to Kelly Oubre for joining the podcast. Uh, his comment on other team's fans saying that he looks like a lesbian uh, That's pretty great. had me cracking up. That was pretty good. Um, and I think there's a lot of players that probably hear a lot worse, but that's funny that he just kind of offered that he's up. A, he's a pretty guy, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, hey, like I said on the on – the, in, in the interview, I was like, hey, my wife saw one picture of him. She was like, is that a model or an NBA player? I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, also all the Instagram glam shots. Yeah. You can't take so many Instagram right. glam shots. Yeah. And not, yeah, he yeah. knows what he's doing. He gets the lighting right. <laughs> yeah, he's, he yeah. does. He probably has one of those ring lights. Yeah, yeah. He's. I, I, I bet he, you know, I, I know there's some people out there, some Instagram influencers who, like, send their pictures to, like, Photoshop experts. I don't think he goes that far, but... He definitely knows what he's doing. No, he's not taking just a budget selfie. Yeah, no yeah. He, he puts that picture up and then can't wait. He probably can't wait to see what people write in the comments. Oh, I yeah. know. Yes. Um, so we teased this earlier. Uh, you know, Keely, obviously you have a new role with CSN that's Wizards related. So I thought it was worth, uh, you know, explaining that to our listeners on the Wizards Tip-Off podcast. Uh, tell us what you're going to be doing, what your title is, and, and what, you know, people can expect from you. So it's very exciting. I'm going to be the Wizards social producer. So you're going to see most of my work on the CSN Wizards uh, Twitter account and through our Instagram pages and Facebook. And basically, my job is to make sure that our TV shows, so our pregame and postgame shows and our broadcast, um, sort of reflect the tone of what Wizards fans care about, right? So we want to be talking less about what you need to be knowing and more about what you're already both conversations that you're already having. Um, DCB has a for the culture. So yeah. that's going to be a big part of my job. And um, yeah, so I'll be way more games um, and trying to hopefully shape a little bit of 21st century uh, attitude into our coverage. Yeah, so you'll be doing your best to kind of keep a finger on the pulse of the fan base. I try to do my best doing that, you know, with all the analytics we have at CSN, but also just following people on Twitter and paying attention to the conversation in games also, and stuff like that. Also, you're a hipster blogger, dude. Yeah, and I'm That's the hipster blogger. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm supposed to, you know, kind of bring that fans' voice to light it, it to life at sometimes. Um, and there's going to be a lot of new shows on CSN, but so it's at Keely Divin CSN, right? Yeah. That's going to change soon. All of our Twitter handles are, are going, going to change, to change yeah. soon once we flip over to NBC Sports Washington, but. You know, if you have something, I'm talking to listeners out here, if you have something, you know, that you'd like to see on CSN or, or something you'd like us to cover, feel free to reach out to me at CSN or at CSN. We're going to be doing our best to reflect the city, reflect the fan base, uh, reflect the team, and just kind of make it all in one, you know? Right. Exactly. Hashtag DC family, right? And yeah, I, I think that's DC back. Family. You know, you and I were talking about, like, what's their slogan going to be? <clears throat> I don't know if you noticed, but... On the credentials they handed out at Media Day, all of them said hashtag DC Family. So. Yeah, I mean, I th and I like that because think about it in, in general, right? So many Wizards fans, they're in DC as opposed to Redskins fans and Cavs fans that are coming from outside. 
Wizards games are a very DC event, and it's in the heart of the city. Yeah. And yeah. And we're doing it for we're doing it for the DC culture. We're talking, you know, we're gonna be talking about shoes. We're gonna be talking about go go music, and we're gonna be at Capital One Arena in the middle of Chinatown, and that's gonna be our vibe. Right, and you know the Wizards are gonna be lighting up the town this year. Oh yeah. I think there was a lot of energy in the stadium last year. Now it's Capital One Arena, and I think that will be even more so. There's gonna be a lot of there's 18 national TV games that creates a major event when their games. I mean, I, look, the games are on CSN, but when they're playing LeBron on ESPN on national TV. We all know that takes on a new energy, and I think there's going to be a lot of excitement around this team, and you know, you and I are going to do the best to kind of reflect that on social media and on all of our platforms. Yeah, so stay tuned, WizFam. Stay we're tuned. We're going to be all over social media, and we're going to be all over the arena, so come out to games and follow us, watch us. We'll be there. Exactly. Uh, well, thanks to Keely for joining me on this episode. Thanks to Kelly Oubre for his insight on a lot of things that didn't relate to basketball. He was a good sport with the interview questions that I had for him. And as always, thanks to you, the listeners of the Wizards Tip-Off podcast. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.